We're going to look at a chart of the week and look at multiples as the valuation of some cannabis companies. Try to put that in a retrospect about some valuations of some publicly traded companies uh, versus the returns of what some hedge funds are doing. Uh, and what that might mean with federal legalization in terms of the valuation of some of these companies, all of that coming up. It's only entertainment. Welcome back to the Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, capital markets analyst and host of your cannabis business podcast. Cannabis stock prices haven't really done much. So Valuation multiples that have been trending down since peaking in mid-February after the election. Saw a lot of people thinking that legalization was going to happen, kind of came rushing in. And then most of that that we've seen kind of been uh, curtailed or there's a retracement afterwards. So you can see from the graph, the enterprise value is divided by the consensus. Next 12 months of EBITDA, which is the earnings before interest taxes, depreciation, amortization, basically looking at the value versus what they earn. So that's for companies that have made at least $750 million in market cap. That includes uh, companies like Ascend or AR Wellness, Columbia Care, Cresco, CureLeaf, Green Thumb, Jushi, Terrasen, TrueLeave, and Verano. Um, some of them weren't publicly traded during the entire period. So there was some estimates that were kind of thrown in there. Uh, but for the period on the, on the graph, the multiples are fluctuating around 15 X, which is pretty good. They spiked upwards in February of 2021, uh, after the election. And then, you know, People kind of lost hope on federal legalization and they drifted lower ever since. And that's despite improving profitability, cash flow generation, proven access to debt and equity capital markets. Companies are able to, it doesn't matter, they're giving out stock or, or debt. People are taking it. There's strong cash positions, scaled operations. Um, there's going to be legalization eventually. And even still, um, we're seeing some, some restriction there. You'll see an immediate valuation uptick as soon as there is legalization. That's why a lot of companies kind of want to wait uh, so that they have kind of everything in place to take advantage of essentially doubling in income and what that's going to do to the frenzy of the stock market and the speculation, everything else. Because right now you can't write off um, your labor and cost of goods sold and a lot of other stuff. And so immediately what that's going to do to some of these companies, publicly traded companies, balance sheets is immediately make them look much, much more profitable. And so uh, for those that don't know, there'll just be some FOMO kind of seemingly coming out of nowhere. This is a screenshot of the top and the best and worst performing funds of 2022 so far. Best one is 11.6% and the worst one is negative 22%. So I bring that up just to kind of put that into perspective about uh, where cannabis companies are at and that right now is kind of a terrible market for anybody, uh, but even still the cannabis comp companies move in unison with legalization and not decoupled from the overall market, but they're probably um, all doing terribly uh, even still. Well, we're seeing that the market's likely to get an upward boost from news of the SAFE Act. So they threw that back into um, the America Competes Act. It was pulled from the NDAA Act, National Defense Act, uh, at the last minute. I expect the same thing to happen here, but there's some MOMO 
again, with some federal legalization uh, and hoping that that's going to kind of push the stock price up, um, even though some other companies like we, we just saw are, are doing terribly no matter what right now. Um, and a lot of that is because the feds are, are out of the market. If you've heard of quantitative easing or QE, that's when the feds are kind of uh, just printing money. That's when the printers go burr. You've seen those memes, I'm sure. Um, and all of that means when they stop doing that, there's less money, there's less liquidity, and um, tightening of their balance sheet is means that the stock market is going to be taking a, a correction um, because there's not as many people, you can't fight the Fed. And when the Fed pulls back, then all of a sudden, a lot of those bears can compete and make the industry more volatile and there's less propping it up. It's a lot of technicals right now, charting. Uh, there's, you know, things, companies like Tor Alerts that'll just trade automatically with algorithms. Um, so fundamentally, I mean, fundamentals have been dead for a long time, but what's the fundamental value argument for higher multiples? So Viridian Capital, they constructed a conservative discounted cash flow model. They've got uh, analysts um, expectations for 2022, 2023, uh, projected legalization in 2025. So they're expecting this spike upwards. And then after about a couple of years, that's going to slow as people realize, oh, this is just a regular consumer staple, um, and then start pulling way back. One of the scenarios included the declining EBITDA margin matched with lower capital costs, which to me is a normalization. What that means is earnings are going to be down, and so are borrowing costs. Right now, earnings are crazy, uh, and they got to come way, way down. Prices of everything have to match other commodities like tobacco, $18 a pound. Um, $200 an ounce, not, not equivalent, it's got to come way down. Capital costs, it was you know 40% not too long ago. Now you're getting four and three quarters. So it's already there. It's a normalization. It's great news. They're going to see slowing growth, declining margins after 2026. That's going to have... a enterprise value to multiples in the nine and a half to 10 X range, which is still pretty good. So, I mean, it used to, the old school valuation was 10 X, you know, 10 X of, of your revenues. Um, now it's come way down. And I think it will come way down. Tech companies used to be able to command a lot more than that. Um, and now, you know, I don't think you can sell a business or restaurant or otherwise for 10 X at the minute. Uh, especially if you don't own the real estate, you could probably justify 15x if you've got less draconian assumptions. That's going to have you know, New Jersey, if they've got 75% of the municipalities saying no to rec shops, it's going to be really hard to, to get that. Um, there's obviously legalization is going to be dependent on that, of course, but we've already seen the canopy growth deal of 300 million with. Um, Wanna edibles, wanna brands. So that's contingent on legalization. People are already anticipating that. It's probably not going to happen for the next three years. Um, so I think you know 2025 is is about right. This assumption with the discounted cash flow analysis is going to change with legalization or banking reform. It's going to bring in new investors to the cannabis market. It's going to have positive effects. It's going to change for the reasons that we mentioned. And there's a lot of people learning from mistakes. Practice doesn't make perfect. Failure does. So uh, there's situations where 
um, you know, vetting potential cannabis partners can create a high cost debt deal, learning from, from mistakes. Uh, there's, there's articles like this about flow cannabis and, um, you know, making mistakes, also incorporating uncertainty into your business plan with shipping the way that it is, um, you know, commodity prices and, and everything sort of really high, including gas and whatever else. I'm trying to get uh, anything from overseas for lighting, greenhouses, um, dirt, and otherwise is going to take a lot longer, um, especially right now with the Chinese New Year. Everything's going to shut down for like a month. So it's going to be even worse. So we looked at the value to earnings. Let's look at year over year growth looking at Scott's Miracle Grow at negative 2% and then Weed Maps at plus 9%. On the flip side, Schwazi has had a lot of growth because of, um, I think, the acquisitions they're making. So 328%, Village Farms 212, Columbia Care 172%. That's not bad. That means that you put a uh, dollar in, you get a dollar 72 back um, in profit. So that's pretty good, especially when you compare it to what the professionals are doing. So when you've got negative 22% from Maverick Fund, uh, even 11.62 for uh, this um, Trefoil Select Funds, 11.6%. So, I mean, the whole market's not doing very well. I know uh, Bitcoin's relative, or not, cryptocurrency is relatively flat. Um, you know, cannabis companies are definitely not doing very well. Um, Options right now are kind of interesting. Um, you know, our, our app Toro Alerts is up 90% over the last month in options, but it's very volatile. So you definitely want to diversify and not just buy into one because um, things are moving quick and it could be in any direction. So um, you might lose uh, a little and then gain a lot. So definitely want to diversify, but uh, this is not financial advice. With that, we're going to roll this one up. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is the Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't, and I'm out. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Infused, a cannabis talk show, is a one-of-a-kind look inside the cannabis industry. Meet the amazing people who make cannabis businesses bloom as they join host Nick with Francesca and Mike for creative cannabis conversations. Get an honest look at the business of cannabis, including trends, best and worst practices, products, education, and advocacy. Whether you're kind of curious or running a cannabis, Infused has can of conversations that count. Infused is available on YouTube and is now streaming as part of the PodConnects network. Network.